ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back, be here every Sunday for a new episode. Surprise! We're back with season two. I did the hand, the emoji. I tried to do the emoji when Taylor Swift announced folklore. She tweeted surprise with the little emoji in the hands that it was coming out at midnight. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I was trying to do. And it seems like my co-host didn't have any idea what I was doing. So that's fine. Um, But if you haven't caught on yet, we are officially back with season two. um, And we are talking about my absolute favorite. Like this is my all-time favorite album, not just Taylor Swift. Like this is it for me. Um, And that is folklore. And I am so excited to get started talking about it. Christina's rubbing her eyes so I can tell she's already exhausted with me right now. Um, Christina, what about, what say you, what do you, how do you feel about folklore? Okay. First off, I'm not exhausted with you. I'm just exhausted from life. Second, um, it's not that I didn't get what you were doing. I was more caught by surprise by the surprise because I think season two was a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) It is now. It is now. It is a happy surprise now. Um, Folklore is one of my favorite albums. I will say that. It is definitely one that caught, I think, everybody off guard. Taylor gave us no time to prepare for an album dropping. And it just, and my life came at the the best time. So. She always has that way about her. I feel like every album she's ever dropped, especially like when I became like a serious fan, She's always dropped an album exactly when I needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would and, agree. and for me, this was the same thing. Like this came out two months and two days after my husband died. And it was, I was just like, how has she encapsulated everything that I'm feeling on some level? Like, obviously she doesn't specifically write about what I experienced, but just the whole undertones, some of the lyrics, the the overall like vibes throughout the album. I was just like, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> yeah. I was two months um into like two months after a breakup that I'd been with this person for three years. And I just remember this album came out. I stayed up till midnight, you know, well 10 it comes out at midnight in Eastern. I'm sorry, Eastern people. You have to stay up so late when you live on the West coast or in mountain time, like 10 PM when I lived on the West coast, 9 PM, it was great. I only had to wait till like then. Um, but I stayed up till 10 PM. I was, I just moved pretty much into someone's basement. I was living in someone's basement and, uh, they had all gone to bed and I was like, I'm going to stay up and listen to this whole entire album. And I just remember sitting there being like, wow, like this is, it's not a breakup album, but it has a lot of like breakup undertones. It has a lot of learning about yourself, you know, finding yourself and we're going to go into it. And it has a lot of some of my favorite songs. Like this is me trying Um, the songs that like really 
just, I don't know if you've ever just like been in a moment where you just feel lesser than the world or you are going through a heartbreak. It just, yeah, she has a song for you on this album. So I just know a lot of people the day after it came out, most people, I guess, only listen to the first song and then immediately text me because I had just gone through a breakup and they're like, are you okay after listening to this song? And we can go do it in the next episode. But I was like, I am fine. Thank you. I would like to be left alone so I can finish listening to this all on repeat 900 times. So good. I would like to say that I just love how aesthetically pleasing this song is because track one is the one seven is seven in August, the eighth month of the year is track eight. Mm-hmm. So it just, it makes me so happy because I'm like, ah, oh, just, it just, that alone was just like goosebumps for me. Um, and then, so I was in central time when the album was released. So it was released at 11. The only time I stayed up till 11 in the central time zone to listen to something from Taylor Swift was when me dropped and the music video for it dropped and at that moment like I was really really excited and really really happy but I don't I don't know that song anymore so uh yeah we'll talk about that when we get to lover (laughs) um so I told myself that I wasn't going to stay up till 11 or midnight for Taylor Swift anymore because I'll just set myself up for disappointment (laughs) so um I I remember I woke up at like five because I usually wake up around 5 a.m. I took the dogs to go to the bathroom, came back in, started making my coffee, and I put in my headphones and I pressed play. And I just instantly got goosebumps. Like the way she starts out this album is, it's just so good. It's so good. It's so great. And then the whole album, it was just getting better and better and better. As I was listening to it at five o'clock in the morning, I was crying. I was laughing. I was reflecting. Um, and it was, it was a wonderful moment for somebody who just spent like the past five months trying to understand what COVID-19 was and how to protect a bunch of employees from it and having to deal with all of that. And then for her to give me that album was just like, thank you, God. I just really needed something to keep me going. Yeah. So it, that was it for me was that like the whole album was so, yeah, I just, I love it so, so much. It was really beautiful. It was a nice um, gift for Loverfest being canceled. So yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I was so happy Loverfest was canceled because normally I'm not a fan of that, but I could not find anybody who was willing to go with me. And I would have to, I was going to have to make a five hour drive. And obviously my, the way that my life was looking at that time, it was not something that was plausible to go and make a five hour drive by myself. So that was the only benefit. Cause I was like, I'm going to be the worst fan ever. If I can't go and attend lover fest, like I know still very sad because she hasn't rescheduled anything. I know I got officially canceled. So that was devastating. I lost friends over Loverfest. 
So I was really upset when it got canceled. And I was like, wow, that was all for nothing. But I guess that was just time for those people to go, you know, when it's time to go. It's time to go. (laughs) Which is not on folklore, but it's on its sister album. So what do you guys think of the theory that there are, there's another album. There's folklore evermore. And then seashore. I think that is what people were just calling it. Not Woodvale. Woodvale. No, because she came and cleared Woodvale up. She said that, so the reason people thought it was Woodville was because one of the graphics she released had Woodville kind of like very faintly in the top corner. And Taylor Swift addressed that um, saying that she wanted to see how the wording would look on the album. Right. But she didn't want to use the actual name of the album. So it would stay under wraps. So she used a different eight-letter word, which Cody's not buying clearly. I I don't buy that for two flipping seconds because it's, no, it's just, no, I don't believe that. There is an album out there called Woodvale. It had Carolina as the, like the first, or as this lead single track. And I know it exists out there. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Um, y'all can have karma. I get Woodvale, um, or seashore or whatever it is, but you know, I'll just say if there, I thought that she was going to announce a brother album to mm. folklore and evermore because the cats are Meredith, Olivia, Benjamin. So I um. thought, okay, so she'll release a brother with the two sister albums, just like her cats. And then mm. she did. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not quite sure. I don't know if she just kind of pumped out um, Folklore and Evermore because we were in just a terrible time. And she's kind of waiting if there is a third album to, to like launch us into happier times. I don't know. I really don't know what to believe. But I'm frankly, on a lot of levels, I'm I'm very happy that I'm not one of those people who spends every waking moment trying to decipher what could possibly be happening. <laughs> Thanks, Meredith. I mean, people no, are tr- no, they're to- like ridiculous people that I've seen on TikTok who like like Cody. I'm, I appreciate your theories and like I will take them. There are people whose things on TikTok, I am like. What else have you done? Like, what else have you accomplished? Because trying to make these connections and then film a video, I just, it hurts my brain. Well, and, and people try to turn everything into Easter eggs. Like they are currently turning in, um, well, at the time this podcast comes out, it'll be a couple of weeks, but they're trying to turn in uh, Taylor's outfit at the Heim concert her special performance into like, Ooh, she's going to reputation era. No, her pants were matching the rest of the sisters on the stage. Like it's not, it's, she's not saying like, Oh, this is reputation. No, she was like literally trying to match. And she did that in, she's done that anytime she's had special guests in concert. Like she's changed her outfit to match theirs. So and plus again, she's never going to be one to wear a, a string bikini on stage yeah she went with a more of like a crop top yeah but like 
And of course she wasn't also going to be identical because she's not an actual sister in the band. She's there a sister. No, she practically is. But I think that that's also, again, her way of, of, you know, showing that there is somewhat of a space there. Whether there's a Woodville out there or not, I'm excited to unpack folklore with you guys. I do want to just go through, if you didn't know and you're a new Taylor Swift fan, the impact of this album. So this was a surprise album. We literally all got a message, what, the night before saying, like, my eighth studio album is dropping. And we're like, wait, what? If that, um, if it was that far in advance, <laughs> it, I feel like was, I woke up the next morning and it was like new Taylor Swift album is out. And I was like, what the hell? It was the Thursday morning before. Cause I got out of the shower mm-hmm. and I had my notifications on and there was a notification that said Taylor Swift just posted. And literally my friend, I think Abby texted me three times and she was like new Taylor Swift album, new Taylor Swift album, new Taylor. And I was like, what? And so then like, I had like a whole moment when I got out of the shower, just like crying, like, thank you, God, for giving me this one win. Uh, And like the wild part about that is we had five months to prepare for red, but that was probably because we forced her hand. We usually get a couple months, like we'll get an album announcement. And then a couple months later, it drops like with fearless um, Taylor's version. But uh, this one was like a 24 hour kind of less than 24 hour deal but it became one of the biggest albums of 2020 it was number one on billboard top 200 for eight weeks it had 72 million streams in its first day um it sold over 500,000 units in its first three days and taylor became the first to debut atop both the billboard 200 and the hot 100 in the same week with cardigan she was the top female artist on Billboard's year-end charts for the fifth time. And this also, the impact of folklore, it was the eighth best-selling um, album of 2021. So it really did like show up to play. It won Grammy of the Year or Grammy Album of the Year, and it won Taylor Songwriter of the Year at the Apple Music Awards. And so many other awards beyond that. So folklore really, she seems to do that when she jumps genres because this was her first kind of alternative album. It wasn't straight pop. It wasn't straight country. It was more of an alternative album. And she seems to have success when she jumps genres. So good. Again, I think it helped that so many of us were just so stuck that we were just like, give us anything to get us out of this hell. That's been um, not to discredit her in any way, but I think she just released it at a really, really good time. Cause you can only listen to lover so many times during a global pandemic before you start <laughs> thinking, Oh my God, is there anything actually to be happy about? <laughs> <laughs> and then in the song, she's like one of my favorite lines from the song is, are there still beautiful things? I still have the keychain that says it. Like I, and I still think about that lyric all the time. And I know it's like not that significant to a bunch of people, but to me, like when I first heard that lyric during the pandemic, I was like, man, is she right? Is, is everything just like null and void at this point? Or can we still be happy? I don't know. So, but I became happy and that's the most important thing. <laughs> And on that note, 
<laughs> come back next week for the first um, song on Folklore. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So go follow us on Instagram at EnchantedPod and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there.